The following is an exclusive presentation of News Radio KMAN, your home for K State Athletics. It's game time. This is the game on News Radio KMAN. Eric Church, what in the world are you doing, man? <laughs> what? What are you doing? Listen, if I was famous and rich, I'd do the same thing. I'd go to Final Fours, I'd go to Super Bowls, I'd go to Wimbledon, I'd do whatever. I'd okay. go to all the cool stuff. He's not going to the Final Four. Oh, he is going. He is going? Yeah, yeah he's that, going. That changed then because the plan was that he wasn't going. It was that they, he was just not going to the to perform the concert. Oh no! The whole so he plan, could watch. The whole time it's been cancel the show in in San Antonio at the AT and T Center where the Spurs play because it's the same day. It's a Saturday right. of Carolina Duke, and he's a big North Carolina fan. So he's like, "Guys, you got to understand, it's like the biggest college basketball game of all time." <laughs> and I'm a big North Carolina fan. I'm ditching this thing. I'm just refunds, whatever. Oh. I'm going to this basketball game. Not going to reschedule it. And people lost their minds. I was reading one comment about how, oh, reimburse my concert ticket. What about my flight out there? What about this rental house I got for four days? His Facebook like was ripped apart. Oh boy! And then he like he took off all like the uh, comments you can make, like the post that said like canceling the show. Took that down. Took down the uh, opportunity to like comment on what you think of the page and all that stuff. Leave a star rating or whatever, like anything like that. Taken down, wanted nothing to do with it. Guys, just another example of just country music is trash. <laughs> just trash. Straight up, algorithm, n- low talent music. Whoa. Is that today's song of the day? Is that an Eric Church song? Yeah, uh, Drink a Little Drink, Smoke a Little Smoke. <laughs> yes, that's coming up here. Number one song of the day later on. I think what he should have done at least just postpone the show. Postpone the show, still have it, or now just put on a free show. I just, I figure Eric Church is the kind of guy that is going to make it right. You know what I mean? Like he's going to make know. it right. I don't know. I've, I've never heard of this. Somebody canceling a show to go to a basketball game. <laughs> now he's a guy that will go on tour and just do like, he'll do like weekend shows. He won't go like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's a lot of Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. At least that's what I saw from his. Lineup, so he could easily reschedule it for another time. But man, I dude, that's cool. I'd do the same. I thing. thought that was a D move. I if it was a bit of a if D I move. Was Eric Church, and it was K State. See ya. Get out of here. I'm finding out more and more that he may be as prickly as anybody in country music right now. Especially now, <laughs> right? Especially now, everybody hates him. Welcome to the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G., and Derek Young from Case on Online is in studio getting some fastballs right away as we start this ah. show talking about Eric Church and now going to the Final Four instead of performing a show in San Antonio, Texas. Why can't he just do both the same day? Just move the concert time up. That's what I was going to say. And right. and just fly over to, to New Orleans. He's, he's rich enough. He can get a get private plane. Get a jet. Have a morning show. 
Ooh. Now the wow. thing is, the thing is, wow. I, I, that'd be rad. I think that'd be cool. I show. think it'd be a little rough. Yeah, better, better than, than no show. Yeah, better than nothing. That's actually pull a Deion Sanders. Well, you have to remember too is he is a fan of North Carolina. And that's that's what he's doing. And North Carolina in college basketball is the gigantic. Alabama, USC of football, Texas. I mean, Final Four, Duke, North Carolina. Like, you don't miss that. I just don't. I don't. I, I there's no way I can respect the move. Mitch, you had the prior engagement. Would well. you would you skip out on the game to go to Kansas State, making the Final Four? <laughs> like, would I skip out on the show? <laughs> yeah. I would take the show with me. Uh-oh. I would take the show with that. me. Should have did that halftime show. At the Dang. Final Four. Well, I remember. You know, everybody, when, we're going. Orleans. When, oh, when K State won the Big Twelve, John and I and another and a, and a friend Brady. You, you guys remember Brady? Well, uh, you probably don't, mm-hmm. but uh, Brady Bowman and we were we're going to WrestleMania. But it's final. It's always Final Four weekend. But if the Cats, when they won the Big Twelve, if they make it to the Final Four, we're not going to right Mania anymore. We're just going to have to swallow our pride, just forget about the tickets, at least try to sell them, and then go to the Final Four. I, I would definitely do that. But he, he, here's the thing, though: he's an Appy State guy. He didn't even attend North Carolina. Oh, really? T-shirt fan? I didn't attend K-State. Yeah, I was... It's okay. You don't have to go You don't have... Yeah, that's true. You don't have to. I'm just saying, if I'm rich and famous, I am going... I'm doing this. I'm ditching this. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I'm going. I ditched this show for K-State versus, like, UMass. <laughs> I'll tell you right well, now. now I would. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean, Frank yeah, Martin. Frankie Martin. Yeah, yeah. Frank. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, K-State versus Fort Hayes State, the revenge tour. I'd skip this. Oh, man. It, it's on him, though. He scheduled a show Final Four weekend. He did. Well, he didn't expect North Carolina to make it. <laughs> yeah, who honestly was looking for that, oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that show is scheduled, I would imagine, before ACC play. I don't know how North Carolina did in non-con play. It was a first-year head coach. It's North Carolina, man. Like, that's a blue blood. Honestly. It's a blue blood. Top four winningest program in history. I know, but did you see them in the Final Four? There, No way. I There's no way. I saw them in the Final Four. I mean, I know they're good and they're athletic. They have like five stars and stuff, but I didn't I don't see know. Them. I watched one North Carolina game all year <laughs> long, and it was Coach K's last home <laughs> at Cameron. Baylor? They almost lost. No, I, d- I don't think I did. That was a good game. I don't think mm. I did. Oh, I mean, I, you know, pre-Final Four. Or pre-NCAA tournament, I should okay. say. I mean, they started out in the ACC 4-3. and three, mm-hmm. and That was viewed as one of the worst leagues among the, the high major conferences. I well, mean, right. Outside and, of Duke, yeah, yeah the ACC until didn't the, look strong. Until about three weeks before the regular season ended, they were not even in the – they were on the bubble. Wow. Yeah, they That's needed right. that they needed that last win against Duke really to help their cause. I totally forgot about that. I forgot they were a bubble team. And then another in the Final Four, and Eric Church is going to see him. Yeah, but we, we consider a blue blood that's a that's a you know a bubble team. They're they're probably getting in, right? I mean, Michigan was also on the on the uh, for a while there. They're on the outside looking in. Yeah, they were cruising. But for I think a they also finished well, to, didn't to the, they? I mean, you'll get the yeah, they did. I mean, you'll get the benefit of the doubt. I think in a lot of cases when you are that blue blood team, but I. I think I distinctly remember Kentucky missing it before. It might have been when, when Tubby Smith was the head coach there, when they were a bubble team. So it doesn't always work out that way. But, yeah, I don't know. They played really good down the stretch. They did beat Duke on the road in Coach K's last home game. So that, that carries a lot of clout as well. 
I know, like, if I was one of those people that had a ticket to the, go to that show in San Antonio, making a big deal out of it, it's on a Saturday night. You know, you're going to probably plan a lot of stuff around it, maybe. Church. Make a weekend out of it. Mm-hmm. People traveling for hours to come to this show. I would be extremely disappointed and very upset. I can't blame the fans whatsoever for being heated for this one. Yeah. They'd be less upset if one of their teams had made the Final Four, except Texas went over. Yeah. <laughs> they sure did. They, they would. Sure did. They'd understand. They, they would understand. I mean, if the Texas Longhorns were in it. Oh, oh man. They're going to cancel the show. They're going to make you can't come. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, Lord, they, we're not going to be there. Would, they would cancel on air church. <laughs> they would. I, I wouldn't blame. Sorry, you yeah. can't come. That's we're not going to be there. Well, let's talk. Uh, let's talk Jerome Tang here, as uh, we have the game here with Dy Derek Young from K State Online. Which um, last week it was on Tuesday, right? Jerome Tang was announced as the next head coach of K State men's basketball. So we're a little over a week now that we've had a new head coach at K State. I think we're three for three here, even throwing Sage. Sage was so happy Jerome Tang was hired that she flew out to New York City to celebrate with her boyfriend. Yeah. So do we make it five for five, D.Y.? You call it a home run hire for K-State and uh, a big win for K-State Athletics. I thought you were five for five and flying out to New York City. I was like, I that. <laughs> That's what I thought you meant, Let's to. go to NYC. I, like, I love it. Everybody went to New York? I, I didn't get I to like, go. Yeah, where's my invite? No, it was a home run hire. I mean, I think there was two. Two wires that they could have made that you were probably going to call it a home run, and they got one of them. So that's just the way the cookie crumbled, and good job, Gene Taylor. One of the first questions I have for you is one we haven't really talked about yet on the show, and that's his contract. $2.1 million with an increase of $100,000 every year. Was there any surprise to you about maybe the number on that contract? Low? I mean, maybe I thought it was a tad bit low. It's a little bit low, but he's a first-time head coach, right? So. And it's a—I I felt like it was a break for K-State as well. They were playing to probably spend a good chunk of money if they were able to get, you know, Brad Underwood, and you know, just who knows. By the way, see what he did today. He got yeah. himself mm-hmm. some some money. Yeah, he got himself a raise, nearly five million dollars a year the out bag. at Illinois. Uh, what was it? Five years, twenty-nine, or yeah, six years. Is it six years, 20, 29 mil? You got an extra year and an extra $500,000 per year. I know that. And, Oof. I, and I think the uh, escalators were raised too. I think he gets a retention bonus of extra two hundred grand every year. So he got um, rewarded handsomely for negotiating through back channels. So K-State's lucky. Not only do they get the home run hire, a guy that may be not too greedy, would you say? Yeah, well, obviously. Yeah. Only making $2.1 million per year. Um, obviously, it'll go up as well, and we'll see what his assistants are going to make, and because that'll be part of the equation too. But at the end of the day, you have to think it'll probably be similar to Chris Kleiman, right? He had first year pretty what you would call a success at eight and four um, from the team that went five and seven the year before that. If Drum Ting has a pretty good first year, you would think he gives maybe a similar contract extension. Because if I remember correctly, Chris Kleiman had his basically first contract ripped up after that eight and four year. Right. We're speaking with Derek Young from K-State Online here on the game. Why are you clapping? I'm so excited, man. Like, Jerome Tang, they're going to rip that one up, too. They're going to rip the first one up and go, hey, basically lifetime contract, pal. That's going to be That's amazing. a lot of confidence. It's gonna, I'm going to fly to New York, and I'm going to hang out with Eric Church. And, and sign Jerome Tang's contract. <laughs> and sign the contract and go, we're in, baby. We're in. I'm You're going to so click pumped. the pin for him? Yeah. Click, click. Who is this guy? I go, don't worry, I'm the fort's friend. 
I'm with the and four. And he's going to know exactly who you're are, talking about. Hey, first of all, are we going to get Jerome Tang on the show? What's the story? There? We are going to get We're him on the show. Come we on. are making progress. Uh, I sent out an email. I've I've asked for the assistance, which we we just have one announced so far. We're dallying from North Texas. We're still waiting on the announcement of others. Uh, of course, Eric Maligi is. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's already shown on Twitter. He's he's all cats. He, he's email. Yep. Yeah, he's email for uh, for K State doing some crouton. And Marco and, Bourne, the chief of staff, mm-hmm. right? Yep, out uh, Alcorn State, right? Yep. Now, is it still going to be Coach Perry? The high school coach out of out of Missouri that potentially would be the third assistant. I don't. I don't from I, Link. Not not confirmed. There's been you know some chatter about that. I think he's someone that's being considered for it, or he's considering a, a you know potential offer that might have been on the table could still be. I'm, I'm I don't have it all worked out, but there's definitely uh, what should I say discussions between the two sides. Okay. I had an idea of why he was being considered for the the assistant coach job because you know you, all of a sudden there's some link kids popping up that have four and five stars that you you, you kind of you, you look at those stars and you have stars in your eyes you're, you're you're seeing stars and you you feel like this is a dream that maybe you could start landing some four or five stars and I mean I don't know how likely that would be but it also appears that. You know, is Coach Ting and company just going full bore into the transfer portal? I saw earlier today by verbal commits that over a thousand players are now into the transfer portal of college basketball. Wow. They actually they just sent out that tweet just like a few maybe not even an hour ago. Wow. Is when that was there said. There is over three hundred division one basketball teams, I believe, now. So you're still looking at it an average of three, three players per school. I mean that's I, I don't it, know if it's I don't know if it's Big confront or anything, but I saw Murray State's entire team was in the transfer. Oh, oh my well, god! McMahon, you know he's leaving. McMahon and, left. But and then you find oh, out Steve Prohm's coming back. You know, uh, I'm out. It's uh, the same thing that happened at Pacific last year when when their coach was out and new coach comes in. Yeah, yeah, completely revamped that yeah, that team. They did not want to stick around for Steve Prohm. He's he's returning to Murray State after that uh, nosedive. The names. Boy, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Get out of there. But you don't usually typically. I mean, it never, never happens. You see a whole team just exit That's after crazy. after there's going to be a coaching change. But uh, I, I I I can see their pessimism towards the uh, the coaching change there at Murray State now that McMahon's going to LSU. Right? It's LSU. Yeah. Mike. It, it, some of those guys are probably following McMahon to LSU. I would I'm sure. Too. Yeah. I'm sure because I know there's a number of LSU players that are now in the transfer portal. Speaking of that, we'll take our first break with, with Derek Young from K State Online. We'll talk cats that are now in the transfer portal. That's coming up next. Honestly, when I hear this now, it makes me miss Taylor Hawkins even more. That's true. Because he would sing at a Foo show. He would he would sing a, 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 usually a Queen song. And I know Under Pressure would be uh, the selection once in a while. You know, and he killed it. He sounds like he sounded like Freddie Mercury. Awesome! What a talented guy. Two, 50 years old, man. Like, wild. Um, R.I.P. I don't want to make light, but every time I hear that opening, I hear. See, theirs goes doon 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 doon, and mine goes doon 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 chiggy doon doon. So it's totally different. Um, I'm Vanilla Ice. Welcome back to the game. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G. Sage Williams is back with us, and of course. Here today on the show, we have Derek Young from K-State Online. We're talking Cats hoops. 
Uh, the drum tang news is still lingering. We're still getting that buzz on from everybody loving Jerome Tang yeah. so far. Been a good start for K-State Athletics with the new hire, the 25th head coach in K-State men's basketball history. But the latest news hasn't been exactly who's coming in. It's about who's leaving. And in the past few days, we've learned that three cats have entered the transfer portals. Last week, we heard about Selton Miguel, who exits. That was on Friday. We got that breaking news at about 5 o'clock on Friday. And then it was yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, we heard about Carlton Lingard and Luke Kipsuki are also in the transfer portal. So that's now three of the former team that didn't graduate that are now exiting. And I'm sure there's more to come. I would be shocked if there wasn't. But I made the prediction on this show. I think the first would go would be Davion Bradford. It would definitely be a five. It just felt like he would be the one not happy once the fresh start. Kind of how I felt about Selton Miguel. But uh, Carlton Lingard, he was the one that I had the most hope for that could make it work could make it click because he's athletic he's the tallest um and it seems like he actually hit a jump shot once in a while but uh dy your thoughts on the latest exits for k-state yeah Sal miguel's not a surprise and like you said that happened at five o'clock Luca Supke and carlton lingard that was five o'clock yesterday <laughs> it's about 4 30 now so just tune in 30 minutes and we'll see if we have, have some more news on that front i think we we might we might see some more. I don't know if it'll be today, but maybe another another time. Uh, I kind of agree with you on Carlton Lingard. Um, we know that they're going to lose guys. They'll probably lose more guys. But of the fives that were on the roster, the one that I would have been willing to perhaps roll the dice on was Carlton Lingard because there could be something, something there, I think, worth exploring. So I'm not saying that was a disappointment or a surprise, but it was probably the lone five that I still had some intrigue with that – could provide some potential down the road. I think we know what Casey Eziegu is. Davion Bradford, I think we all kind of, you know, almost lost hope of what that potential, which is probably still there, but is it ever going to ooze to the surface like it did his first year? It's, that's looking far less likely by the day. I said on Monday Detroit with, with Selton Miguel, th- this works out definitely for both sides. Uh, he already did not have the faith of the fan base. People would moan and groan whenever he would make a mistake, and he would con- continually make mistakes. I mean, but it was also offensively, it seemed like he would do at times everything right, except when he tries to go shoot the basketball, either from three, where he went 12 straight games in Big 12 play without hitting a three, or he'd go to the hoop and drive and mm. just couldn't find a way to finish the shot. Couldn't, couldn't get the ball to go hand. in. Couldn't use his left hand. Yeah. Um, um, at this stage of your basketball career, you're playing at this kind of level, you got to be able to use both hands and. He was easy to guard because you only had to worry about him going right. If he went left to start, he was going to spin back right. So it just became a broken offensive player, you know, you know, for the most part of this past season, especially in conference play, because he lost confidence, it seemed like, with, with each game. And he was probably towards the end because it just seemed like the most disconnected player from the program. And I remember at the beginning of the season, like, they need to start him. They need to start him. And then they finally did. And... Um, and went downhill from there, unfortunately. So seeing him as the first departure really wasn't a surprise because I, I think most felt like as time went on, he became more and more disconnected from what Kansas State was doing. He was starting to uh, well, he was starting to start, and then then minutes they start dwindling down. He did get hurt, but then we also saw Marquise Noel become a natural starter. He had to start. They wanted to start. He had to have the tag team of. 
Marquise Noel, Nigel back on the floor. You got your best basketball out of that, even though it was a small a small group. You just had to roll with it. Uh, now, when it comes to Lucas Supke, I'm going to miss that game. Every game, you, you thought you could get a corner three out of him. And he was the one outside of Marquise Noel, Nigel Pack, um, you, uh, Mark Smith as well, as well and yeah. even throwing Mike McGurl, that the fans actually enjoyed seeing on the floor, I would say. It, they, they would add excitement. He would add excitement when he came on the floor. People would chant his name, Luke or Kasuki. So I guess that's all we're really going to miss from Luke Kasuki. But that's just another example of somebody who came in a couple of years ago and didn't pan out from a guard perspective. And, of course, he started his career hurt as well. Yeah, he did. He missed almost that entire first year because of it. He's just someone that we thought was going to be able to fill it up and really shoot the basketball because that's what he did at the high school level. Mm-hmm. He did it at the Peach Jam. It's one of the biggest AAU tournaments, and his team won it, won it all, I believe, too. So, for whatever reason, his scoring ability at that level never translated to college. He seemed overwhelmed from day one, and that never really changed. So how much more are you expecting? I mean, do you have expectations? Are you just kind of waiting to see what happens when it comes to who else is going to leave? Because I, I, I think you would agree. We talked a little bit about off air about how, I mean, don't be surprised if you see nearly all of the roster leave by, b- besides a handful, at least a handful you hope that does stick around that includes Nigel Pack. Yeah, I'm not saying all of these guys will leave because I don't know that for a fact. But the only ones that... Would it surprise me if we heard their names enter the portal? Would be Nigel Pack, Marquise Noel, and Ishmael Massoud. And I'm not saying those three are. I don't think those three are going to enter the portal. But that's the only three that would shock me if they did. Um, anyone else, it's like, you know, could kind of see it coming. It's a sign of the times. Um, I mean, Jerome Tang's going to want to put his, you know, flavor into this team as well. And, and they're going to want to move on and probably play for a coach that may have more loyalty for the, to them as well because that's the thing with you have this penalty-free transfer. You can dip out and go play for a coach that wants you on his team. Not that the Jerome Tank doesn't want any of these guys, but he didn't pick any of them. So there's a sense that you want to play for a guy that picked you, and I think that's why you see so much turnover whenever there's a coaching change. Well, it gets right into the example of, as we were discussing about Murray State, Steve Prohm taking over there, not the coach that was there, and guys are getting out. And and it is getting to a point where you're seeing complete roster overhauls where teams are just, nope, not my guy, and hit the transfer portal. Let's be real. Iowa State just made a Sweet 16 by doing that. Coach Drew and Coach Tang – how many guys from this K-State roster we saw in the last couple of years, how many would they have recruited at Baylor oh, off of those rosters? <clears throat> Not very many, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously Nigel Pack's Nigel. really good. He's a first-team All-Big 12, and you you would immediately say him. But even then, like, I, I mean, he's – not really the epitome of what they search for in a guard either. So it's just it's an interesting way to look at it. We we all like Marquise Noel. I think he's a really good ball player. Would they have recruited him there, mm-hmm. knowing what he is now even? I don't know. I mean, especially you don't want two guys under six foot. I mean, Nigel's probably six foot, but that's not a lot of length. And for what they do, especially when they chose to change the defense and didn't run that zone anymore and they ran a lot more man, um, I, I think they kind of prided themselves a bit more on that length and athleticism on the defensive end. And I wouldn't say that's necessarily what Nigel Pack and Marquise Noel even provide. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of those guys I'm willing to imagine in my mind that Jerome Tang talks to Marquise Noel and 
and and figures out the kind of guy that he is. Someone that has been told you're not you're not big enough, you're not big enough, you're not big enough his whole life, and someone that still goes out there and plays hard and makes things happen. I think Jerome Tang might go. I'm a, I got a spot for a guy like that because that Jerome Tang is someone who's been told you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. You're he, not going to make he it. He said it himself last Thursday that he wasn't a good basketball player. Right. And also Scott Drew gave him the opportunity. To to your point here, Scott Drew gave him an opportunity to hire a coach that hadn't gotten his education yet, or at least his college education. But Jerome Tang knew, like, give me this shot. I'm going to go get my education. Right. And like I said, I'm willing to pretend that conversation but the reality is when you come in you want to put what you want to do right away and it's like hey we like long guys sorry in some ways that's where the transfer portal actually helps yeah right. it will but i do think that mark houston well um he learns more and more about him and i think that happened when he went and met his family in new york yeah, i love that by the that way that was awesome yeah that was well, awesome. i think when coach dan gets more knows more about noel i agree that that's going to just be a fit from a personality standpoint when he talks about out the mud i don't think there, there's anyone on the roster that, that probably screens more than marquise noel Absolutely. and then when we spoke to coach tang after the press conference when you, you know obviously not the one where he had the lapel mic and held like a you know, a sermon, like as if he was a pastor, which was great. But we talked to him off the side, and he even said that he felt Marquise Noel was pound for pound the toughest player in the Big 12 this past season. Wow. Get all your information you need about K-State Athletics, men's basketball and football, not just the headlines, but also recruiting uh, at uh, com. Ooh, how about that breaking old friend, news? Old friend alert, Dejuan Gordon enters the transfer portal. Oh, my gosh. One year. At Mizzou. But is he graduated already? Because now he has to sit out a year, right? No. No, he's that was his third year. junior. Yeah, so he'd have to sit out a year. He already took his penalty-free transfer, right? Wow. Ooh, that is valid. So, But two, still two years of eligibility. Yeah. Taking the Charlie Moore tour of, of college basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Eight points, four I mean, boards, just I'm, over one assist a game this year, 41% from the field, 37% threes. Well, he got a lot better from the three-point He did. Wow. By the way, how about that trade that K-State made last year for uh, Dejuan Gordon for uh, Mark Smith? <laughs> Listen. Great trade from both teams because really wasn't getting that from Mark Smith. Right. No, that's true. It's <laughs> crazy how it all worked out for almost everybody. You know, no, not Except, except the two coaches. Yeah. <laughs> and Bruce Weber. Uh, we, we do have a few more minutes here before we get to number one song of the day. Um, again, I was mentioning K-State Online that uh, I've – I try to keep track of all the recruits that had been mentioned. I've seen many on Twitter. I've seen many on K-State Online. I've I've lost track. I mean, K-State Online is trying to do their absolute best, and they do a fantastic job of keeping up with recruiting. (laughs) Shout out to uh, Flando Grant Flanders, who I should have fired (laughs) when he was here at K-Man, but it sounds like you're getting good minutes out of him at at KSO. He's got a a positive plus minus. Yeah, but before I get out of here, I do have to say I flaked out. On your listeners last week at my original time, but it was oh, because yeah. my car was stolen, oh. and I had I had that headache to deal with that evening. It has since been recovered. Um, it was over the weekend, and was involved in a high speed car chase. Whoa! And, and it was recovered. It was at least it was in a tow lot in North Kansas City, Missouri, but it got spiked because it was in a, a high-speed car chase. Oh, nice. And they kept trying to drive, obviously, because criminals are going to be criminals, I guess. <laughs> and to the point there was no tires left on the passenger side of the vehicle, and they drove on the rim. Oh. So there's a chance that this thing 
they're still the insurance company is now assessing the damage there is a chance this thing is no longer drivable and will be totaled which is probably the optimal scenario yeah. at this point. I don't think I want that car. No, yeah. to well, get, like back yeah. in it, it'd be like this it, is weird. <laughs> they also found power tools inside of it that were not mine. <laughs> Whoa! Well, they had to get in the car somehow, right? <laughs> it's a quick job. You know, if you see something you like, they're like, "Hey, no, 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 that was mine." Yeah, that, yeah, Milwaukee. That's my brand. Yeah, like I mean, there's nothing in the glove compartment. <laughs> oh wow! My coats are gone. My shoes are gone. I'm mean, like, why? why so did, he, why'd you clear out the glove compartment? It's all papers. Well, I hope you didn't have your title in the glove compartment, <laughs> did is. you? Yeah. Oh. So it's it's gone. Uh, everything in that glove compartment's gone. Oh my god! They took the driver's manual out. Like, what do you need that for? <laughs> <laughs> Man, well. I, 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 I don't know exactly. I haven't tried buying a car in four or five years, but with today's market, like, would it be better to get your car back than try? I mean, it depends what you can get from your insurance company, I would suppose. I get the blue Kelly Blue Book value if it's totaled. So you'll still and then I pay, yeah. off the, pay off the bank. You still have to pay some cash for a it's, new car. It's what we went through with that with the but wreck that it. wiped out Monica's car. I'll have a healthy down payment available. Sure. Because I'll have to, I'll get the difference after I pay the bank the rest of the what I owe on it. But typically with like Man. a car situation in the insurance company, you typically don't ever win. Like I'll, I'll throw the air quotes up there, win. Yeah. Like you, you, you'll always get less than what you really should get. That's why I was telling like we were talking one time I was like, man, they're going to give you an offer. Make sure to dispute that first offer and get the second offer. Because usually the person on the phone would be like, you're disputing this? He'd be like, yes. I'd be like, okay, hold. And they'll just come back with more money. Yeah. Well, like, I it's mean, not a huge it, negotiation. The way the cars are now, because I've, obviously everything's inflated at this point. Right. I think I'm probably going to get the better end of the deal than I would at any other point in time, right? It's lucky. Because car values are pretty high right now. They are. <laughs> wow, man. And good, thank God it wasn't an 85 Buick LeSabre. <laughs> we'll give you 10 bucks for that thing. That stinks, though, dude. Out of your, you said out of your garage? It was just out of my garage. I, I, and I'll tell you what, you, a lot of stuff goes through your mind when you discover mm, yeah. that you're, when you go down to your garage and you open that door and 999 straight times, that car has been in there. And then the one time it's not. Oh and then you, literally think to yourself for about four or five minutes at least i did like did i lend my car away <laughs> did i give it to my do i have a friend driving this did i park it out in the parking lot for some reason and not in the garage i mean i was just like i probably looked silly i was probably just staring in the sky trying to just scheme up ways why my car was not in my garage and i could not figure it out oh my god had a long night at the bar last that's night. what i was gonna say it's in aggieville that's where it's at man Oh my God! There was one time my sister. I was in. I was a senior in high school. She took my car to uh, New Year's Eve in in uh, Old Aggieville, and she wasn't supposed to. She mm-hmm. was supposed to just stay at a friend's house, mm-hmm. and uh, at one point lost the car. Ooh. Lost the car somewhere on a side street. It got to the point where she had to swallow her pride, call her parents, and said, "Hey, I disobeyed. I went to Aggieville with some friends. Can't find the car. This reported is stolen." And it was like a week later. Uh, RCPD officer found it, and it was just on a side street. Nobody ever swiped it. It was just sitting right there. Just they just lost the car. Wow, uh, I mean, how bad are you? How bad a shape are you in where you can't find it in a Manhattan side street? I'm sorry, you know what I'm saying? There's Moro, Laramie, and uh, Fremont. That's it. Come on, what was her problem? Boozing? No, I don't think she just forgot where they parked it. Crazy. I mean, but I don't think she was a boozer. Just not a lot of places to look. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 
Did you, did just got, did you not try hard Did enough? too many she, circles. She, she like kind of looked around. Ah, I can't find that thing. <laughs> Reported stolen. <laughs> well, I, I, as far as I think they waited until the next morning. Like Whoa. they walked around for hours Whoa. and could not find it. All right, D.Y., we're, we're getting up there, so uh, <laughs> appreciate you coming in. Thanks for sharing your car story. Hope it all works out for you. You get a bunch of cash, and you get something even yeah. better. Yeah. There you go. See you guys next week. That's yeah. Derek Young from K-Style Line. I'll wrap up my time on the show today with uh, number one song of the day next. Returning with DJ. Give it to me now. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. Give DY back his car. Don't steal it. <laughs> Get your hands off my car. I'm DY. I'm a good guy. Don't steal my car. I'm a garage. Uh. Sorry. I'm sorry. What happened? Oh. DY. From 1975, Fly, Rob, and Fly by Silver Convention. Three weeks at number one. Three weeks at number one? Wow. 75. Hell yeah. Now, Silver Convention, an all-female Euro disc disco act from <laughs> Munich, Germany. Ah, German. They originally named... Uh, Silver Bird Convention, and then they changed to Silver Bird, and then they went to Silver Convention. They figured it out at yeah, some they point. Did. Couldn't make up their mind. All right, so <laughs> there's really nothing interesting about these people <laughs> other than one thing. I, I found this one thing. Have you guys ever heard of the Eurovision Song Contest? Yeah. So basically, what this thing is, as far as I understand, is like these European countries would send one act to these basically music Olympics for Europe and they would perform their one of their own songs they're trying to do an offshoot of this now called the American Song Contest I, oh, saw. I saw that yeah I saw that and the one year they performed was in 1977 it was a song called Telegram and they got 8th place they're like we had a number one hit no we should have played this song <laughs> everybody, but everybody knew already everybody, they already knew Fly By and Fly. They had to come in with an OG oh, song, boy. an original song. Uh, didn't, uh, that that night didn't work out for them, but a couple of years previous to that, they had some big hits, including five studio albums, two top 40 hits, and this is their only number one. Their other song went to number two, so a couple of uh, almost chart toppers. One of them got there. From their debut studio album called Save Me. So, what makes this song so unique? You might notice there's not a whole lot to it other than Fly, Robin, Fly. And yeah. the instrumental. I think, the, I think the people recognize the instrumental more than the actual lyrics, I would guess. For sure. So, this disco classic contains the fewest unique words of any non-instrumental top 100 number one song. Wow. It has a total of six. Six unique words. Fly, Robin, fly. So that's two. Wait for it. I think it's coming around. Wait. Let it come. I think it's here. (laughs) Up, up to the sky. 
is the other one. So fly, Robin, up to the sky. Six, Six total words in the song. And they smashed it out of the park. The uh. reason it had so many, so few of words was because the group is German. Yeah. They couldn't speak English. So they're unable to memorize a page of lyrics in the language they're unfamiliar with. So it, they needed something easy. I was prepared to note that, okay, it took them six words for this song. Maybe that's why they finished eighth in... Right. They just couldn't write anything well, other than six words. Over in Europe, you can get away with singing in German. <laughs> Two things. First of all, Nina would like a word. The um, ninety-nine Luft balloons. The Swedish hitmaker guys that like do Backstreet that did Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Britney Spears. None of their lyrics ever made sense, and they said they don't have to. The lyrics don't matter, especially to American audiences. They don't care. Number two, that's what I love about the Scorpions is half of the lyrics like. I have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> you know, but it's funny. So and, and, then, and then they come out with winds of change yeah. and make you think. To change the whole world. You know, it's funny. You bring up Americans don't care about the lyrics. Retract to my previous comment about Eric Church and country music. And <laughs> you want to talk about lyrics? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else do we have here? Uh, okay, so. They were German. They were German. They liked uh, beer. They liked beer. beer schnitzels, and uh, they had a penchant for wearing lederhosen and uh, being very um, uh, uh, quiet and reserved, uh, but yet intense. That's exactly right. <laughs> exactly right. I know that's what it says. During a segment on VH1's 100 Greatest Dance Songs, which they came in at number 72, it was revealed that the original song title was Run, Rabbit, Run, but they thought Fly, Robin, Fly would sound a lot better. Oh, yeah. good grief. This was the first U.S. number one that featured a species of bird in the title. How about that? Rockin' Robin? Nope. Yeah. Didn't get there. Wow. Finished at number two. However, there was one other song that had a, um, a, a bird species in the title that went to number one after this. Troy, do you want to take a stab at that? No. When doves cry. Yes. Oh. Very good. Oh. The Prince fan just couldn't register. <laughs> mm. Got him. Wasn't even thinking. Well, thanks Come to on, Fly man. Robin Fly, Silver Convention became day. the first yeah. German act to have a number one in the United States. And it won them the 1975 Grammy Award for Best R&B Instrumental Performance. Not, they cleaned house on this song. They really just got it. I mean, it was easy work. They just needed six words. I like how they had to rethink the words, too. <laughs> you might be overthinking it, gang. It's six words. Uh, run, rabbit, run. This will get us at number 20 tops. <laughs> number 20 tops. Casey Kasem won't have much time for us. <laughs> <laughs> People love Robins, guys. They love them. Oh, God. This is a good song, though. This is a good song. This is a... Uh, uh, a dance, dance. Robins. Germany. Cool. <laughs> Troy. Troy. I don't know. I've listened to this now for three three times today. I'm kind of getting sick of it. Really? It, it wears... The whole like disco just has never quite registered to me. I, yeah, yeah. 
I, I try to give it a chance. BGs, I'm cool with. Sure. Uh, you know, the big ones, Casey and the Sunshine Band. I mean, there's a reason why Airplane wrote the disco joke in there that they did about the plane crushing the sign and the antenna of the radio station that was all disco all the time. I forgot about that. Oh, I forgot about that. I think this song would have been a lot better if there was more lyrics from these ladies. They got pipes. They can sing. They sound good together. This mm-hmm. harmony. But when I'm just getting fly, Robin, fly, <laughs> over, I'm, I'm going to start hating Robins. Over and over and over. It's like, I got it. <laughs> Jeez. Every time I see a Robin in the yard, I'm like, you want the silver convention? Are you spies from Germany? What is this? And I start going weird. Get out of here. You do sound crazy, but I see where you're coming from. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah. This is good. I mean, what is that? Fly, Robin, fly up, up to the sky. Like, who do we have to nothing. pay to get them to throw this into the pregame PA mix out of Toynton tonight? Oh man, we got to hit somebody up. I know. Just to now introducing our PA, just to throw him off. Fly, Robin, fly up, up to the sky. I feel like whoever wrote this song just couldn't complete the haiku. No, you're missing a line. And they did. I mean, it just really bad that they didn't know any English, you know. And so they probably relied on someone who know a little bit of English. And they're like, "Hey, Robins. shout out to shout out to uh, the people that uh, like produced this group. Gave them a bare minimum <laughs> and turned them into a huge hit, a star in the United States for a short run. All their other stuff that has more words is just tanked." We don't really want that, to be, that might be more impressive than putting somebody on the moon. <laughs> Getting a German group over in the United States with six words? Disco? Two? When did disco finally go kaputski? 80? A little bit after that because you still had some carryover. So I, I tend to lean towards 82. 1982. The year disco died. The Silver Connection was kicked out of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for number one song of the day. I promise you tomorrow we will not have a disco song. It'll be something <laughs> different. Thank God. It will not contain the Silver Convention. Now, I will say I'm stepping out of here. Baseball's coming up at 530, wrapping up the uh, two-game series with Northern Colorado. The game was three and a half hours plus an hour and a half of delays. Oh. Long day. Should be a lot better at the ballpark tonight. However... DG and Troy are taking over. I'm out of here. What they say does not represent the station. They're only <laughs> representing themselves. But we'll be, I'll be you're, back you're for really full. Gonna, you're really going to go there after my oh. day. Hour one is in the books. <laughs> Hour two next.